0: Yo, 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 episode 10 next Take Podcast. Life is good, baby. Life is good. Life is real good. You know why? We foresee. We foresee. We foresee. You heard? You heard. I am Joshua Focused, and this is my ho- co host. French, the co-host. You oh, heard? Oh, I can't see. Yeah, I, tried. I tried to lead in with co-hosts. So <laughs> nah, to, I'm still
1: French, tr- the co host. Playoff start,
0: though. Playoff
1: start on something else. We're going to find
0: out. All right, Knicks Take Podcast. We are the weekly podcast. We are talking about the Knicks News of the Week. We come out every Sunday, although this episode will probably end up coming out on Monday, mm-hmm. just so we can get all of the regular season games out of the way, and then we can prepare ourselves for our first playoff series. Sweet. <laughs> well, I was going to say first playoff series in years. <laughs> yeah. So you can check us out. We are on Twitter, at The Mixtape. We, Mixtape. we are on Instagram, at... The Knicks take Facebook.com slash Knicks Take Media, YouTube. We are called Knicks Take Videos there. And let's get to it. Let's
1: get to it. First game on a topic list. First game of the week on the West Coast road trip. You heard? I'm going to stop saying you heard. I promise.
0: <laughs> uh, on Sunday, May 9th, we, the Knicks, faced the Los Angeles Clippers. <laughs> Nicks were coming into that game after two straight blowout losses.
1: Must win, must yeah. win game. I mean, on uh, this uh, nasty road trip against all the top teams in the West, we had to get one out, uh, one out of those four. And yeah. I thought it was going to be against the Suns, but it was a, it was against the Clippers. So it yep. all worked out perfectly. We almost got a few of them, but we gonna get into that after a while. But we yeah. gonna start off with the Clippers.
0: The Clippers came into that game looking to earn their third straight win after beating the Lakers three days before. The Knicks were only, at the time, a half game above the Hawks and the Heat, who were tied. A loss to the Clippers would have meant a three-way tie, which a three-way tie at the time would have put the Knicks from fourth to the sixth sixth seed. Gotta enunciate. (laughs) And the way that game started, another slow start. Julius Randle wasn't having a good game. He was two for eight in the first half. Knicks were, um, were okay. It was a back-and-forth game, good back-and-forth game. It was a slow game, and kind of low scoring in the first quarter. You know, Slightly better scoring, but not so much in the second. Mm-hmm. And it was a nice back-and-forth game, enjoyable. I didn't really have too many notes because I was enjoying it too much.
1: Yeah, I didn't have any expectations going in. Or mm-hmm. while watching, I was just enjoying this game because... It felt like watching the old Clippers play the new Clippers. Remember the Clippers when Doc Rivers was the coach and they didn't have no suit, no All Star talent. Mm-hmm. Tobias House was their best player, and they were still top five in the West. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, they were the fifth seed, right? I don't remember.
0: You know, my memory terrible.
1: Yeah. So it just felt like we were watching the guys that we trying to become. Yep. You know what I'm saying? The team that we're trying to become.
0: Mm-hmm. We we're trying to maybe we were, we're just
1: a little less load management. We want to get two superstars on this team and start competing for a championship sooner rather than later. So, yeah,
0: the Clippers. The Clippers are definitely the type of team that we want to be. You know, the Clippers known as a really good defensive team. They got two stars on the team. They were a considered a contender. I. It's a little iffy as to whether they are still considered a contender after what they did last Should season be. in the playoffs. And this season is going to be kind of a proven crown to whether people still view them as that. But that's, what, that's still where the Knicks want to be considered at a certain point. In this game, they seem to be every bit as good as the Clippers. They were going shot for shot with them. They were going play for play with them. Nick's looked tired. Julius mm-hmm. Randle wasn't really able to hit his threes. Knicks, in the, in the third quarter, though, they still were like, yeah, we don't care that you got Kawhi. We don't care that Paul George is playing. We still want this game. Mm-hmm. Reggie Reggie Bullock was knocking down his threes. R.J. Barrett was knocking down his, who was still looking focused, but he also looked like he was a little bit tired. And Nick's had control in the third quarter. Key moments of the game, R.J. Barrett with five minutes, 24 seconds left in the game, knocked down a clutch, clutch three to extend the Knicks lead to nine. And at that point, I was like, well, the Knicks up nine, five minutes left in the quarter. Yeah, I think this is it. I, th- I mean, this is a good team, so you never know. No lead is ever safe. but Up nine with less than six minutes left in the game. I, I, I trust the Knicks to hold on to that lead. Yeah. But obviously, the Clippers didn't go away. Knicks up six. Paul George, you saw a lane. He said, "Oh, RJ's on me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna drive it on him. RJ stayed in front of him. Paul George drove. RJ contested it beautifully. It was one of the that was one of that was another key moment of the game where he where Paul George tried to tried to test RJ and RJ had none of it. Ended up with a bad break, and the Knicks brought it to the other end of the court, scored, and I was like, all right, this has to be it.' What was you about to say?"
1: RJ's been showing like a lot of a lot of improvements this year on defense.
0: Future d point. The way that
1: I, don't, I ain't going to ask <laughs> the future. Maybe it'll probably be future thirteen. But <laughs> the way he was locking up Paul George and Kawhi his d was, Leonard, his d was
0: clutch in that game.
1: I'm like, yo, he be like, the Clippers were playing in like. They were stuck in mud the whole game. It's like they couldn't get no no shot off. They couldn't get no rhythm off. Mm-hmm. They had all their players healthy that are in the rotation for the most part. It was just a battle. And the Knicks showed that they were more mentally tough. And they're more, they have more of a, a, a chemistry with the team than the Clippers seem to in that game at least. Because our offense started to flow and our defense was just attached, like everything, everybody seemed like they were on the same page on our side and they seemed like they were struggling to ISO to score every point that they were getting. And that was a really encouraging, that was the biggest win of the season to me after two back-to-back blowouts and mm-hmm. at this point in the season when the Hawks is trailing right behind us, the Heat is trailing right behind us, they came out in LA and beat one of the top teams in the West, like that's saying a lot. They're both healthy. Both the superstars are both healthy. And we still got that win. That, that yeah. said a lot.
0: Yeah. They didn't want to go away at the end. And I was like, R.J., clutch three. That's got to be it. R.J., beautiful defensive possession, and we scored. That's got to be it. And then they didn't go away. But Julius Randle kept hitting his long-range twos. And it was it. That was it. next yeah. one. Um, Over...
1: Over Paul George. Yep. And over, who was the other guy, Batum? Probably. With the game on the line. He wasn't With he wasn't in the line. rhythm at all. He was cold the whole game. Yep, he was. He only had seven field goals out of, out of 19 attempts. Mm-hmm. Didn't hit a three the whole game. But and in the final hit. minutes of the game, when it came down to it, and he, he knew that that shot had to go in for them to win that game. Yep. Sunk both of them without yep. touching the rim without touching star
0: 106 star 100 mixed win over the los angeles clippers by six and i'm gonna get take one second just to see where the clippers are currently seated the clippers are currently seated they are the four seed in the west tied with the denver nuggets and i don't know if I don't know if there are any games today that's going to change that, but that just goes to show, like, the Clippers are going to either be the third seed in the West or the fourth seed in the West. They are still a really good team. They have Kawhi. They have Paul George. They have uh, decent players. And, yeah. Another Uh, thing
1: about the Clippers game, before you uh, transition, Frank Nellokainen showed me something in his minutes that he played because if you think back, remember he was in that bad shooting slump like he was airballing that continued in this game he started came in and he kept shooting he he kept shooting until he made his first three and then he didn't play much after that but that like he just kept shooting he kept with it the the old Frank Nillikina would have just been passive after that he went in there chased after that shot no like but he's he's showing confidence in his jump shot he's the best three point shooter on the team still to this day this whole season that's been his title Regardless of not if he played or not played, he still deserved that title because in the moments that he did play, we needed him to shoot throughout the season. Whenever guys was injured and he came into the lineup, we needed him to pick up where other guys left off. And he he, he was able to provide things, something that they couldn't provide, which was elite defense on top of the three-point shooting that he provided, which is the best on the team. So I, I, I see his role growing in the playoffs, but we'll save that for later Funny. on in the conversation. Funny. Yeah. D-Rose also balled out this game too. We should also acknowledge that.
0: Yeah, uh, I had RJ Barrett, Reggie Bullock, and Julius Randle as our key players of the game. But yes, D-Rose, like clockwork, the won, he, was the, he was the leading scorer in that game. He had 25 points on 11 for 17 shooting, eight 2 assists. for 3 from 3, 8 assists, 6 rebounds. It, it's just that when it came to crunch time, Those three guys were the guys who brought it home for us. And, you know, RJ had 18 points. He was 7 of 18, which ain't great, but he was 4 for 7 from 3. 7 rebounds, 4 assists. Reggie Bullock had 24, 5 for 12 from 3. Julius Randle, all of his most important shots in that game came at the end of the fourth quarter, like we said. And they all went in. And they all went in. Just to add on to what you said about Frank, the game that he played before... He was pretty bad, offensively. And we talked on that game, and I said, yeah, he comes back, he ain't going to look good. You know, he, he, you stop playing him for a while, he's going to look trash. And then, sure enough, in this game, he looked slightly better because he knew he was getting minutes, and he was more ready. And then he knocked down the three, and I was like, okay, let's go, Frank. Knock down that corner three. Show him you a threat, right? He only had five minutes in that game. So Alec Burks was still hurt coming into the next game, Tuesday, May 11th, Knicks at the Lakers. And I was just hopeful that even though Frank was like one for eight or something like that over the past two games since Alec Burks was out, since Emmanuel Quickly was out, I was hoping he would get another shot because I was like, all right, third game, we were up against a, a, a really big team, a really good team. I hope he gets minutes because I think that this is going to be the game where he shows out. Next came into that game, into the Lakers game, hoping to leave L.A., having taken down both of those teams, the Clippers and the Lakers, in back-to-back games because, I mean, yeah, it was it was back-to-back, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Clippers game, no, it wasn't back-to-back. The Clippers game was on Sunday, and then Tuesday was the Lakers game. The Lakers had been free-falling because LeBron had been out. AD was coming back, came back, and he didn't. Putting, you know, helping them regain some ground, helping them get some wins. But the Nick, uh, Lakers were, and still are, as far as I'm aware, trying to stay out of the play in and to just get into the playoff, yeah. which is going to be dependent on. We're still on, waiting to see right now. We're waiting to see if the Trailblazers are able to win over the Denver Nuggets, because if the Trailblazers win, the Lakers will be in the play ins. Right. And they're going to have to face the Warriors. Right. The Knicks were only a loss away from a three-way tie again after their win against the Clippers. The Heat beat the Celtics the night before, or right before this game started. I was hoping for the split to make it easy for the Knicks, but the Heat's been finishing the season strong. Early in the game, Julius Randle was the only player to really knock anything down. He had Knicks' first four points, Knicks' first six points. And it was really Julius Randle versus the Los Angeles Lakers to start this game. At a certain point everybody started getting into it. The Lakers were playing tough with no LeBron. A D was going one on was going one on one with Julius Randle. And when the bench came in, the Lakers bench was giving the Knicks everything that the you know, the Knicks could handle. The Knicks bench were holding up.
1: The Knicks bench was very limited this game because yeah. IQ
0: wasn't playing, oh. Burks wasn't playing. Well were they though? Because no, they were both hurt. And I'm saying, were the Knicks, was the Knicks bench limited? Because I led into this with Frank Nilakina. And boy, oh boy. Boy, oh boy, Frank Nilakina. And Obi Toppin. Let me give Obi Toppin his props in this game too. Obi Toppin played real good in this game. Obi Toppin played pretty good. He only got nine minutes in this game. He only had five points in this game. But Man, in, this the minutes, in the minutes in the minute yeah, he didn't miss a shot. He went two for two for five points. Rebounds, he had three two rebounds, assists. two assists. He all of his minutes were important. Impactful. Yeah. But they weren't more impactful than Frank. Nalikina. That boy came in. I think he bricked his first shot. And yeah. I was like, all right, that's not a great start. And then he came back and went to the same exact spot that he missed. Made that. and touched the rim. And then he came back on the other end of the court, was D'ing up, locking dudes down. I was like, yo, can he keep this up? And that was, first half, I was like, All right, okay, Frank, you know, let's keep it up. That did not. The Knicks, the Knicks went up in the half, 56 to 55. It was a close game. And then in the second half, Frank just turned it up, just another level. Frank finished this game with 23 minutes. That's the most minutes he's played. When's the last time Frank played 23 minutes? Like in tw- in 2020? I don't know if he played 23 minutes in 2021.
1: I'm sure he played 23 minutes earlier in the season. Oh,
0: you lot, know what? Injuries. He, he might have played uh, that one game that he started uh, against the Spurs. Or he might have played that many minutes against the Brooklyn Nets too. But man, he went three for five. Three for four from three. Two rebounds, two assists. One of those assists to Taj Gibson was a no-look pass. He said, "What?" <laughs> I was like, Yo, we're winning this game. (laughs) We are winning this game. We are winning this game. Frank is out there. He's locking up dudes. He's blocking shots. He had two steals in the game. He had one block. I was like, we're about to win this game. Frank is knocking down the shots. He's locking them up. AD is not... AD was not playing... He was getting outplayed by Julius Randle. Honestly. Julius Randle was abusing him in the first half. He was. He was. He, He was abusing him. He was abusing him all game, really. And I was like... I. Until the fourth, and I hate to do it. Franklin Okina was one of our key players in this game, but we really, really needed our number two option to show up. Yeah, Struggle. That that was more than a struggle. R.J. Barrett could not hit a three to save his life. You know, it's bad when you shoot seven three pointers. And R.J. Barrett, to his credit, in every game he, you know, when he shoots bad in the first half, in the second half he comes in and he shows out most times. RJ Barrett went zero for seven, and I can't help but think that if RJ and Reggie Bullock also had a bad night, I couldn't help but think that if one of them could have hit at least twenty percent from three, <laughs> we would have won this game.
1: But that's that's all we had to do was just secure the rebound on the last. There's a lot of, a
0: lot of reasons why we didn't win this game, but I feel like this was a game where Julius, for the most part, was outplaying Anthony Davis. Frank Ntilikina was locking down like two, three players at a clip. Derrick Rose was Derrick Rose. Obi Toppin was playing good in the minutes he was playing, and I like I was like, "Yo, we're we're up. We should." There's no LeBron. We should be able to. LeBron didn't play in this game. We should be able Anthony to take
1: this. Davis is still a star, though.
0: Julius Randle played better than him better than him in this game overall. Anthony Davis played well when he was supposed to, but here's the problem. One of the key moments of this game. Julius Randle was holding on to the ball too long. Lakers played D on him, forced a shot clock violation on the Knicks. Lakers had last possession in the game. And I, I have to look back so I can just remember, because I just remember being so frustrated. The Knicks were up by two points. They were up 91 to 89 on a Derrick Rose floater. And they had multiple opportunities to pull away. They didn't. And with 13 seconds left in the game, the Knicks have control over the ball. They're up two, and we turn it over with Julius Randle with it, Julius Randle holding on to the ball. And I was like, Oh my god, y'all can't do this. Y'all at least lock this dude down. I lock these dudes down so that we don't have to go into overtime. And what happens? Wesley Matthews gets the offensive rebound off of a three-point miss. We could not grab the board. Lakers abused us on the boards that on uh, that night, and. Wesley Matthews grabbed the board and made a tip shot lay-in, forcing forcing overtime right over a very tired Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose was one of our most important players in that game. He ended up playing 38 minutes. He played practically from halfway through the third quarter through the rest of the game. He didn't get a a single break, which you have to believe if he was starting in the half, that probably wouldn't happen. But neither here nor there. Let's go into overtime. Lakers take control, but the Knicks don't go away. Knicks come back. Derek Rose 3 makes it a two-point game. Julius Randle with a huge three makes gives the Knicks the lead.
1: Had a, a nice celebration after that 3-2.
0: I thought it was over. I, I was like, tried. oh, yeah. This is the Knicks. This is the Knicks. We're about to come back. we about to win. we about to win this. I was a little scared because the Lakers had control, but.
1: I, I thought this game was packed up. I'm thinking we got both L.A. games in the bag. I'm thinking that. We in overtime, we tougher than them. we're going to finish this out. We a better defensive team than them. we're going to finish this out. All we got to do is stop Anthony Davis from scoring, and we got this win.
0: Well, we did. We did stop Anthony Davis. And that's exactly <laughs> what happened, and it didn't go the way that I expected. Oh, <laughs> my God. We were up Man. one point with a minute 11 left in the game. Terrible. We Derrick Rose steals the ball after that, so that's like even better. We up one. We got the steal. We can extend the lead. We can make it difficult for him. Terrible. And Julius Randle, kind of in the same way they, we got a 24-shot clock violation before, they double him up. All of the Knicks are in the worst position possible, so he can't pass it out easily. He shuffles his feet. He get called for a traveling. The Lakers get the ball back with 38 seconds left. And... How do you say this dude's first name? Talon? Talon? Talon. Horton Tucker. Talon Horton Tucker knocks down a 24-foot three-pointer to put the Lakers up 101-99. Now, mind you, there were still 21 seconds left in this game. The Lakers are still up two, so a two can tie and take us into double overtime, or a three could win it. And, (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm laughing, y'all, because that one hurt. That last possession of the Lakers game was probably one of the most poorly executed plays that I can remember the Knicks performing in quite some time. If this was like a David Fisdale kind of <laughs> finish of the game. I was like, what did? What were they doing? It seemed like... The spacing was just really bad. This, well, the play that they were running was supposed to get some space, but... I think Reggie Bullock kind of half-assed his run to the corner. Yeah. So R.J. ends up getting the ball. Derrick Rose, Josh to Gibson, Julius Randle all go to, to the ball. R.J. Barrett. So, of course, all of the defenders on R.J. Barrett who can't do anything, he has to kind of drive so that he can get himself a little bit open. Chuck's from 33 feet off the dribble. Y'all know he missed that. And the Knicks lose <laughs> on one of the worst. <laughs> one of the worst executed plays that I can remember. And it's not like it was like, oh, they didn't have a time to draw it up. I'm pretty sure they t- they drew that, drew a play up and they just executed it poorly. And the Knicks, I feel like they should have won that game. I feel that like was they, our I, game to win. Like that <laughs> was the, that
1: was a, disappointing loss. That was on national TV too. We were supposed to take that. How y'all gonna waste Frank or <laughs> And on top of that. It was coming out party. On top <sighs> of that it was like it was just a, a game of mental lapses in the end.
0: Yeah. They should have won in regulation. They should have won in overtime.
1: And it's just like yo close the game out. What are we doing here? Do we want this game or not? Do we want the fourth seed or not? That game solidified the fourth seed. It if we would have took that game, because if we could beat Clippers and Lakers, we should be able to beat every other team at home.
0: Well, well, if we remember last week, I, I wasn't thinking that we were going to beat the Clippers. So when we beat the Clippers, I was like, "Yo, if we could take this game for the Lakers, we're fourth seed for sure." Because I had sure. those last three, I had those last three games as a win. Yeah. I didn't think it was like it was going to be a cakewalk, but I the way I originally had the way that this the end of this season was gonna go, I had us losing to the Clippers, I had us beating the Lakers, had us beating the Spurs, beating the Hornets, beating the Celtics, and I was hoping that Miami would lose to either the Sixers or to the Bucks. Yeah. So I, I after we beat the Clippers, I was like, yo, if this goes out the way that I was thinking, great. But I wasn't too mad because The Lakers loss was basically the Clippers loss that I thought we were going to get. So I was mad because I felt like we should have won that game because it was just way too many for the end of the season for a team that's supposed to be going into the playoffs. You can't execute the way that they, that the Knicks did. And that's going to be, that's going to be something that I'm going to bring up later. Thursday, May 13th, Spurs at the Knicks in the garden. Knicks finally finished their West Coast, their West Coast trip. Come back home. Knicks first game after clinching the playoffs. So even though the Knicks lost to the Lakers, the Boston Celtics started a free fall, and we'll the loss. They lost. They lost the night before, clinched the playoffs for the Knicks. So who could at that point could not fall lower than the sixth seed. At this point, the Knicks still needed to win the rest of their games in order to have a chance at the fourth seed, in conjunction with a single Miami loss. The Spurs at this point still needed to win in order to clinch the play-ins, and the Spurs came in on the second game of a back-to-back after losing to the Brooklyn Nets the night before. Knicks had no no D Rose; he was out with a sprained ankle, but were otherwise healthy. They had IQ back, they had Alec Burks back. I was hoping Frank would get some minutes with the D Rose still being out, and I was hoping that he would be a regular member of the rotation. But I was not very I was like, eh, he's probably not. Alex back. IQ's back. I don't see Frank getting minutes. But he did. He got a little burn in this game. And not only did he get some burn, he, when he came in, he tied the game pretty quickly. He came in, knocked down a contested corner three. And then right after that, Alex Burks hit another three to take the lead. And it's like, I was like, yo, Frank's doing this. We got Alex Burks who can play point guard role. When D Rose comes back, why can't all three of these dudes be part of the regular member members of the rotation? I'm like, there's somebody who I would like for us to not be in regular member of the rotation, and these guys are contributing. So, anyway, it was the, the Spurs game was a little back-and-forth, nice little back-and-forth game. Halftime, Knicks were up 46-43. to 43. Knicks had ended the half on an 8-0 run. Manuel quickly, Alec Burks both looked off, I'll say. Um... Wasn't looked the like they were looked like he was
1: looking how I was expecting birch to look since he was out for a longer period of time right yeah. and
0: uh, yeah they, in that first half they they were they yeah, they were looking rusty yeah. and uh, i was like well this is like the fifth straight game where elf has looked trash maybe he won't start the third and then i said huh, yeah right and like i thought elf started the third spurs eventually took the lead in the third and the Knicks were just executing poorly like they didn't need this game. And I was only kind of paying attention for the rest of the game because even though I felt like the Spurs took like a 17-point lead in this game. Was, that, was this the game?
1: Yep. 17-point lead in the third, I believe.
0: I, I still wasn't worried. Were you?
1: It was the Spurs. Like <laughs> The only teams that I'm worried about is teams that have like a Giannis, uh Guys that are just unstoppable—that you can't do anything with. As a, as the best defensive team in the NBA, no team puts fear in my heart other than Miami.
0: Yeah, I I believe I was watching this game, and when the Spurs went on their run, I was I got on the phone, I was talking, and I kept talking, and I pretty much talked the rest of the half. And I was watching, I was like, okay, well, RJ's knocking down some threes. Okay, yep. all right. Oh, up uh, yep, the Knicks took the lead and it looks like we're about to win. All right, I'm gonna keep going on with this conversation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I That's basically what it was. Like I was not really concerned about the Spurs. Like if the Knicks were badly losing in the fourth, then I would have been like, Alright, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to get off the phone and see what the heck's going on. But we taking this season for granted, yo. <laughs> yeah. Alec Burks, like I did the same
1: thing. Go ahead.
0: What you do? He was on the phone.
1: <laughs> wasn't, like, it wasn't this game. It was the Charlotte game where I was like, my girl's away from the weekend. I'm, I'm in a crib by myself. I'm going to just chill today. Play a little 2K <laughs> on the PlayStation 4. I'm like, all right. I could watch the game with my laptop. So I'm like, I'm not really worried about the Hornets, but not to skip too far ahead. Go ahead. What's what
0: you're saying? So, yeah. RJ Barrett, he ended up with... 24 points on 8 for 19 shooting, 5 for 9 from 3, 3 for 3 from the free throw, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, 1 steal. The only other player who, you know, was really as good, only two other players, Alec Burks, with his first 30-point game as a Nick. he really, really showed out in the second half, particularly, I believe, in the fourth quarter. And Julius Randle, who ended up with 25 points as well and was perfect from the free throw line, 10 for 10. It's not really much to say for this game. I don't have any key moments. Maybe Alec Burks and R.J. Barrett knocking down all the threes, but.
1: Maybe Burks proving that he might deserve a contract or something. Yeah. That's what I got away from this you game. I'm like, maybe. Well, contract for who, though? Contract for Burks. From?
0: The Knicks. You think they're bringing him back? You I think feel like gonna-
1: this offseason is going to be bring everybody back except Payton. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think this offseason is going to be, all multi-year deals except for maybe Taj.
0: I don't Taj know. If might
1: get a, another one-year deal, and then they might retire after that.
0: I got to kind of look at what the cap is going to be, and I have to see.
1: got that. We got cap. We got space in that cap. It's the New York Knicks. Most cap space in the NBA. We got it.
0: It's not about that. It's about how much you're going know, to offer Bullock, Burks. yes, it does you can't offer everybody gonna, a lot of you can't offer everybody like, a lot of money. You can't no, offer no, no, everybody no, no. like That's ten mil. That's mm-hmm. not what I'm saying. I'm
1: saying that these guys aren't going to get resigned until we replace Alfred Payton. I believe once we get that one guy and we pay him however much we got to pay him, everybody else is just going to get what follows. And all these guys, I'm pretty sure, want to stay in New York, so they're going to make the numbers right. They're going to make sure that everybody I, can come back. Nobody's going to be greedy. They're going to save Julius Randle for last, and he's going to get the max.
0: I hope that's true.
1: I really Wanna do. I, no, I don't
0: because this is um I got a
1: good betting record this year so far in the Knicks.
0: It's going to be really dependent on how they look in the playoffs, I think. If they come out and get swept in the playoffs, then – That's not happening. I don't think it's happened either, but that's going to be one of those things where somebody's going to be like, all right, mm, this is cool, but I kind of want to win. And yes. this was kind of, it's kind of showing me that maybe the regular season was fool's gold. I don't think that's going to happen, but you kind of always have, you have to be prepared for everything.
1: I'm a believer in this season. This is going to be a season that I'm going to look back at and tell Lucas and Layla about I'm going to teach them life lessons based on this, about what happened to Julius Randle when we didn't
0: get Katie and Kyrie. Your, your niece and nephew will be avid Knicks fans. I already had them have them recorded saying, let's go Knicks. So <laughs> that I recorded right before this pod. Yeah. Um, next game, they Saturday, this season. May 15th, Hornicks at the Garden against the New York Knicks. Nick's only path to the four seats still is to win the rest of their games as well as a Miami loss. I came into the game. This was yesterday. I actually didn't come into the game because I was working at the time. And I was just like, so much needs to go right, but not that much needs to go right if you follow. Yeah. I was hoping that the Bucs, the, it was going to be the Bucks versus the Miami Heat last night. That was and the last game. That that was the last game that needed to be played. And I said, well, damn. It. If are the Bucks going to actually play the Heat, or are they waiting to see what Brooklyn does? Because if the Brooklyn if the Brooklyn Nets lost to the Bulls, the Bucks beating Miami actually benefited them. But if the the Nets who did actually beat the Bulls, if the Nets beat the Bulls, then beating Miami didn't do anything for them. So I was like, damn. I hope the Bulls win so that there's some there's additional incentive for the Bucks to actually beat the Heat. And but they
1: didn't need no incentive. They said we gotta play New York. If if, these, if they beat us, we gotta play the Knicks. Nah, yo, tell Giannis he's playing all forty-eight minutes, and he gotta take down the Heat. We'd rather play them in the playoffs because they beat us last year.
0: Well, the the Knicks game was the first game, so it was like, all right, you know what? You can't control what happens later on in the game, but you have to win. You can't come into this game all academical. You have to win this game, and then. Either you have still have a path to the fourth seed or that's it. You know, you you have, I didn't see Miami losing. Um, I think they played the Pistons today. So I was like, this is it. You got to win, win the game today. And then you got to watch to see what happens over there. Charlotte was trying to avoid falling to the ninth and the 10th seed with a win. And actually, now that I'm reading that note, I want to see exactly what's going on with the Charlotte Hornets in the standings.
1: I don't look while you, you talk. I'm looking at this
0: um, So Derek Rose returned after not playing against the Spurs with a sprained right ankle. And or I don't know if it was right or left, but it was a sprained ankle day that he was out with the Spurs. It was basically a rest day according to Tibbs. Tibbs said he wanted to give him a day. So it was nothing to really worry about. Yeah. And all right, let me I guess I'll get into it. Julius Randle ended the first quarter with twelve points, five boards, and four assists. The Knicks took control. Payton still starting. Still pissing me off. But Knicks maintained control. Halftime, Knicks. Madness. Huh? There's a it's method? A method I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see the method. Knicks, started, Knicks went into the half, up 63. Charlotte had 54. Third quarter, Nellers Noel locked them down. There was two-minute stretch. He had four blocks and a steal. Knicks were making a statement. I did not get a chance to actually watch the third and fourth quarter, but I do believe after New Orleans Noel did that stretch, the Knicks stopped executing the way that they were executing before. Charlotte actually took the lead at a certain point.
1: I think they just get bored. They're like, it, let's make this a game and let them come back someday. but you can't
0: do that. <laughs> you can't do that. They if won. you want the fourth seed, it doesn't matter to me. It, it, like I understand like all uh, right, maybe like, let's give these you something to cheer about. Maybe you let up a little bit, but the way that they executed in the fourth quarter, it leaves a lot to be desired, and it leaves me with a little bit of pause going into the playoffs. This is a game that it does, it does, because if you're getting ready for the playoffs, you have to play how you're going to play in the playoffs. You can't like figure it out in the playoffs. If you do a playoff intensity, these lapses at the end of games, you you they have to be they have to be stripped of you and. I'm hoping that it's just because they're tired. But you can't be – so this is what happened at the end of the fourth. Disgrace mm-hmm. to all offense, in all oh. basketball. <laughs> Over the last five minutes and 19 seconds, the Knicks scored two points. Along that same stretch, the Charlotte Hornets scored three points, which I don't think is a testament to the defense, but I don't know. I, of course I, it I, is. Maybe I don't think Charlotte Hornets played that great defense, That great of a defense. I, you know what I think it was for the Knicks when I watched it. When I watched some of the clips, and, and I've noticed this when it comes to like crunch time, I see a lot of ball holding, a lot of ball watching, yeah. and it's like sense. the it's like the Knicks forget how they ended up being so good. Like if that's what your last play is, cool. But they bring the ball up, give it to Julius, who backs down the dude, tries to pounds the pounds the rock, and he tries to do his little, you know, turn around, pull up, or does some other joint, and it misses, or he gets locked up, or something, or he turns the ball over.
1: We can't complain about it. I'm not it complaining. Fails.
0: I'm not. I'm not complaining about it. I'm about it happening. I'm complaining that it happens so often, especially when you go five minutes and 19 seconds, and you have loads of opportunities to score and you don't do too much different. It's like, all right, Julius Randle comes, brings up the ball, pounds the rock, misses. Alec Burks comes up, pounds the ball, passes to Julius, misses. Ju- like, And in this game, it's like they figured out, hey, we can't keep doing this because we're not scoring doing this. Julius, sorry, we're still in the fourth quarter. And the, the reason why I said I had an issue with it is because the Knicks potentially could have lost the game in the final seconds of the fourth quarter on a wide-open Devontae Graham 3. And if they would have lost the game on a Devontae Graham 3 after being again. up that many, I...
1: <sighs> again, you got to add the again part, because Devontae Graham hit a 3 to win the game on us before, and that game pissed me off to the point that I still remember it to this day.
0: The fact that Aven even got to the point where he could have won the game pissed me off because there was no reason for it. This is not this is the Knicks are a better team than this. The Knicks were up. They showed in the going into the fourth that they were the better team. They showed they they're a better team than the they're better team He's than the Hornets. Plummet. And in the overtime they proved it in overtime because Vontae Graham missed. The game went into overtime and then the Knicks was like, "Oh yeah, this is how we this is why we're a good team." Gave it to Julius who facilitated to get open threes and open buckets and open drives and, and pass it to pass it to um, Taj Gibson, pass it to Nerlens Noel, pass it to Reggie. B- like he dommed everybody up. He got a triple double, and it's like, hey, this is why you win games. This is not because you're hero man and knocking down all the shots, or it's not because oh you need a clutch shot and you got to go one on one. It's executing perfectly as a team. And the Knicks keep forgetting that at the end of games. they—they, I feel like they forgot that against the Spurs at a certain point. They forgot that against the Lakers at a certain point. And they forgot that in this game. And thankfully, in overtime, they remembered, this is why we win games. And they just took over in overtime. Was the key going. moment.
1: <laughs> I just read Still your key going. moment.
0: I just read your key moment the notes. <laughs> oh, what'd you, what? What? What I say? <laughs> Noel blocks Lamelo at least twelve times. <laughs> <laughs> yo, he was
1: punching like it was like he had something personal against Lamelo. I'm like, yo, damn, he's punching that shit
0: hard. Lamelo did not have a great night in that. That I do remember. Yeah. And, and Noel at the end of the season, I got to give it to Noel. Like, wait uh,
1: before you uh, before you go to Noel, I wanted to say something based on what you were saying, right? Okay, because you were saying how <clears throat> we should, we should you uh, basically just stick with the same format that we've it's proven that, you that got- we're come that that we're we're accustomed to, to watching throughout the season. Before
0: before you before you respond to that, it's not that you have to keep with it because I understand the need for that Julius Randle to come up and just show that he's better than whoever, he, but. But it's not even that. Uh, when you do it over and over and over and over again, and it's not working, you have to do. You have to go back to team ball because now they're expecting you to try and put up that shot, and that's why we lost against the Lakers because he did that to end the fourth quarter. He did that to end the overtime. That's
1: not the that's why we
0: lost. And they locked us up, and they like they were expecting because they're they regardless of the fact that they didn't have LeBron good teams are going to know like oh this is what you're going to do we're going to we're going to stop that we're going to stop that by hook or by crook we're going to stop it you have to have the counter to the counter you can't, you, you just can't keep doing the same thing as far as you know we need Julius Randle to be that guy, but we also need him to fake that he's that guy so he can give it to somebody else quick once they do that double-team and all that. And they can pass the ball. You you know what I'm talking about. When Julius, like, all right, I'm about to put it up. Oh, hi, you guys want to double-team me? Here you go. Ball goes over there. Goes over here. Goes over here. R.J. Barrett knocks down the three, which maybe in that game they were figuring it wasn't going to work because R.J. kept missing but i would have rather rj keep missing because he's been hitting that shot so consistently i would have rather they lo- lost that way trying to get it to rj off of the assist off the hockey assist as opposed to julius randle getting a 24 second violation and julius randle getting a turnover from shuffling his feet because they double teamed him because he had for the third time in a row tried to pound the rock into the in, into the paint so but that's what i'm saying
1: that's not fair because mm-hmm. And just the previous game, he was shooting horrible against the Clippers. And in the fourth quarter, he took those shots in the end. He was pounding the ball. I saw everybody standing around watching him, and he just made those shots, and that's the reason why we won the game. So I'm not going to be mad because he did the same thing in the next game because all season long we knew that in order for us to win games, it's going to hang on the hat of our defense, not based on – anything offensive related. And if nobody's hot going into the fourth quarter, you have to give it to Julius Randle because he's the best shot. If they're going to do a one-on-one matchup with him to score baskets for the team, if nobody else is getting like Reggie Bullock was shooting threes, I'm pretty sure he, he was missing, right? Or am I bugging? That's what I remember about the game. He was getting the open shots. He was missing. We're talking, about, get, we're
0: talking about Lakers, right?
1: Lakers game. Yeah, he was missing. D rose. D rose. was
0: missing. He, so was he hot the count, the whole game. here's the counter to the counter. <laughs> here's my counter to your counter. Okay, You're right. Julius Randle was playing terribly against the Clippers. And then at the end, they still gave it to him and the Clippers didn't adjust because he'd been playing poorly okay. against the Lakers. He wasn't playing poorly. He was taking advantage of that. He was taking advantage of the Lakers all game. So they knew they were going to go to him because that he was taking advantage the whole game. So, so you, so whoever was playing Julius Randle in the Clippers, that's who should have got the ball in the Lakers. You got to trust somebody else, you know, to win the game as opposed to Julius Randle. No, not it's not what I'm saying is you can't be so predictable because you see the Lakers game is an example of what's going to happen in the playoffs when you're that predictable. You have championship. You have you have yeah they are but we had a chance to beat a championship team. You have other players who you who we trust and, and tip tip says it's not any one guy, right? It's not any one guy who we uh, who we're trusting to win. It, it's the team. You know, if he's saying that, I believe that he means that because we've seen Reggie Bullock win the game for us. We've seen Derek Rose win the game for us at the end of the game. It's not, it was not, it's not always give it to Julius to win us the game. It's maybe use him as a decoy to win the game, mm-hmm. But it's not always let let Julius Randle pound it out to to win as a game. The offense definitely runs through Julius Randle.
1: That's all I'm saying.
0: But that doesn't mean that we can only score through Julius Randle. You could give give him the ball, yeah, sure. But as soon as he gets it, and they start coming, pass it back out, bring the ball around. And they weren't doing that against the Hornets in the fourth quarter. They weren't doing that against the Lakers, and that's why we lost against the Lakers, and that's why they almost lost against the Hornets. Use Shoot him, but Don't use him, that. use him. No, the Hornets is the, the last game that we were talking about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the that's why we that's why we almost lost against the Hornets, but we didn't. And then the reason why we didn't is because they realized Julius is the guy that we run the offense through. He is not mm-hmm. the offense. He got the ball, and then once they tried to you know hem him up a little bit, he made that quick pass. He didn't turn over the ball. He didn't hold on to the ball too long, and that's how we win games. And if we do that in the playoffs, we're going to win games. If Julius is struggling and then at the end of the games they kind of look him off because he's been struggling all game, I have no problem giving it to him for the shot, just like we did against the Clippers. But far too often he's cooking, and we've given it to him and said, hey, Julius, bail us out. No, the the Knicks play team offense, but if he's cooking, Julius. you
1: gotta feed the hot end. Especially but give it the to him, yes.
0: Line. Give it to him, yes. And if he can get the shot off he quickly, if he can get the shot off quickly, cool. But you have—it's not about Julius earning the shot. It's about the Knicks winning the game, whether it be through Julius, whether Julius passes it to the guy who gets the shot, or whether it's without Julius. And that's what it's like, going to be about. It's I not going to be like, about—he's been cooking all game, so he needs to get that time. Ta- like no. Win the game. That's what it's about. That's what Tom Thibodeau keeps saying. It's about wins. It's not about any one player.
1: Yeah, but I feel like his teammates feel like giving him the ball is the best chance to get the win. If he's hot, if he's hot, if he's if let he's one on one and score these points because we in a scoring drought. Our best but, scorers is having trouble scoring, so give him
0: the ball. But there's times where he where. He was hot, but he's not hot anymore because the team is hip to what it is that's about to happen, and that's when you have to adjust. That's what I'm but saying. We, the right, Knicks don't but, but, but hold on, the hold on. Knicks, one more last, the Knicks thing. Knicks last thing.
1: Go ahead. Because Go ahead. even when he's not hot, he's proven that he can make that shot, yeah. which we just saw against the Clippers. That's, that's what I'm saying. I agree. So even when he's not making shots, you still trust him to be I, that star player in the end of the game that you believe that he's going to make the right decision, not let alone – shoot the ball and make the shot, but you know he's going to make the right decision. If he doesn't see a, a pass that he feels like is going to be leading into the team scoring, maybe he feels like he needs to shoot that.
0: I'll give you more often than not. And not, I trust his feel for the game more so than we we'll be watching. I, yes, I agree with you. I just think that there are some points where he gets stuck in old Julius and, and you know, I can't harp on it. He, he's he's one of the main reasons why we're where we're at. You know, so yeah, even if we go into the playoffs and we we'll lose like that, I'm not going to be mad. You know what I mean? It's just a criticism as far as how I think they could be better and how Julius could be better next. How Julius be, could be better next season because he'll he'll hopefully be more hip to. This is what I want to do, but this is the play that's going to win us the game. I want the ball. I want him to have the ball. So he can say, I want the ball, but I need to be more cognizant of that I'm not necessarily the guy who's going to take the shot if the defense adjusts. If the defense adjusts, I already know who I'm going to pass it to. And if they don't adjust, I'm going to score. And that's it. Like sometimes, like in the Lakers game, I felt like there was a point where he could have passed the ball twice, then 24-second shot clock violation, and when he turned the ball over, that he could have passed the ball right back out. He didn't. And then by the time he needed to pass, it was way too late. And that's the, that's the situation where you say, I trust him to make that play, and he didn't make the play he needed to play, to, to make, and we lost the game partially because of that. It's not just because of it. There are multiple reasons. We didn't have Quickly. We didn't have Alec Burks. That would have helped. RJ and Bullock were missing threes. That would have helped if they didn't all rush RJ at the end of the overtime and for, make, force him to make that 30-plus foot three-pointer. Maybe he would have tied it up, and we would – that that was. There's multiple different reasons, but the things that we can control is turnovers, and there were two turnovers right there that could have been avoided by playing team ball as opposed to, you know, trying to play hero ball. But we're a fourth seed, so I can't complain about it. We're done. With, we're done with Hornets, right?
1: Oh yeah, we're done with the Hornets. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: don't really remember if I said what the score was, but. The Knicks won 118-109 in, in overtime, completely took over that game in the overtime session. And like I said, I was not really enthused by how we ended that game, but I was like, eh, Celtics is playing like trash. And then this morning I saw the Celtics put like seven dudes inactive for today. <laughs> They were playing G League dudes. Marcus Smart was out. Kemba Walker was out.
1: Because this game didn't make a difference whether they won or they, lost. They was going to stay in the same position in the standing. So.
0: Yeah. But it was important for the Knicks because the Miami Heat lost to the Milwaukee Bucks, who smacked them. But Miami also didn't have uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Butler. Butler. So it's kind of like, eh. Now we, can, now we need to see what y'all do when he plays y'all in the series. If he... Okay. If the Heat, well, no, the Heat are going to make it because it's sixty, But if Jimmy Butler is playing, we'll see what, let's see what it is. Let's see what it's here for. Yeah. But I was happy. I was like, all right, now it's solely in the Knicks. Knicks needs to just take care of a team who's not really a team, who hasn't really played, who doesn't really have any starters. So Sunday, May 16th, Boston Celtics at the New York Knicks in the Garden. Oh, like, I, like I said, the Knicks needed to... Win this game, Miami lost against the Milwaukee Bucks. Boston had nothing to play for. The win didn't mean anything for them. Lost didn't mean anything for them. And we had
1: everything to play for.
0: Knicks played pretty much everyone except for Mitch and Luca Vildoza, who's probably not going to see any time until the summer. I I didn't even write down who the Celtics didn't have playing, uh, but... They were pretty much missing everybody. The Celtics ran out a starting lineup of Langford, Williams, Pritchard, Ojale, X Nick, and, and once a Nick, always a Nick, Luke Cornette. So yeah. Oh, Jabari Parker played off the bench. We'll get to Jabari Parker, because that's all. the only thing that I know about this game is that Jabari Parker was cooking. Yeah. And that oh, the only other thing that I know from this game is that. Taco Fall was called Taco Bell. (laughs) The Knicks came into this game needing to win. They came out first quarter. I I, I was, again, at work for this game. I was
1: watching. I can tell you what happened in the first quarter. First quarter came. Go First quarter came. You saw the intensity from the jump. Knicks came out shooting threes off, like, as, as soon as the game started, the Celtics were trying to match their energy. It seemed like they were trying to put the Celtics away early, and it just didn't work out that way because the young guys on the Celtics was really good. Romeo Langford is a a former Lotto pick of the Celtics, and he's just been struggling with en- with injuries and stuff like that. But he's a real solid player. He's been like one of the guys that they're most excited about playing, I guess, as a backup to Tatum. So when I saw he was playing and I saw Luke Cornetta is playing, I know like these guys aren't going to give us – say it again? They're players. They're players, but they're not to that level where they should beat us. So mm-hmm. I knew it was going to be a competitive game. I knew it was going to be a little close at some points, but I figured that we would edge out. And when I saw we went up 20, I was like, all right, so I guess that's the game. And – Coming back from halftime, we had, like, a good, what, 15-point lead? We, went, we had a 15-point lead going into halftime.
0: Yeah, when you were talking about the first quarter, I went to the second quarter to see, like, I saw at the end of the first quarter that it was, like, a one-point game. And I was like, and I think the Knicks were losing. I was like, how in the hell are the Knicks losing at the end of the first? And then I got left, and I came back, and I saw it was halftime, and the Knicks went up. 54-39, to 39. and I just now looked at the play-by-play. At one point, it was 42-37 Knicks, 42-38, 42-39. And then after it was 42-39, that was as close as it got. The Knicks just started hitting three-pointer, free throws, alley-oop, a layup, another 3 Like They went up 54-39 after that stretch, just on, I, I guess... The next just executing. So, tell me what else happened because I, I all I know is I got to the end of the game, and it was a game again. So what happened? Yeah.
1: Well, coming out of halftime, the Celtics was working on like chipping away at that lead the whole third quarter. If I'm not, I'm trying to remember this correctly. I remember we did end up coming back, building a lead, and then they ended up. Breaking the lead down again until... It was 69-50
0: at one point. Yeah. And they worked their way back into the game. 74-54. So it was a 20-point game at, a, at in the third quarter. 21-point game. Yep. Because and they, got, they, they came, they came they back. Yep.
1: Fourth quarter. Started the fourth quarter. The, the, the score was 65-77. And we started to like pull away a little bit. That's when they came to the 20-point lead. And then... Yeah, they just like they they got hot from three. We we went cold, and that's what made the score look the way that it is now. Like we we scored ninety six points in a game where we had ninety or ninety one like halfway through the fourth quarter. We went into a slump, shooting slump, and we. I feel like we were getting a uh, a lot of like just stupid turnovers, Mm -hmm. traveling on a like on fast break passes. It, it was just... It, it wasn't organized to the, to, the, to the way that you wanted to be organized for the playoffs. To harp on what you were saying earlier. so Fourth quarter came. They came back. It's a game again. And it comes down to who's going to make the big shot and who's going to get the big stops. Who wants this game more? Julius Randle showed that he wants this game more. RJ yeah. Barrett showed that he wants this game more. Reggie Bullock. Reggie Bullock showed that he wants this game more. Like... For, I want the One thing that I got from this game a lot, or, or that I wanted to harp on, was the fact that R.J. Barrett is really looking like a solidified number two option against some teams. Like He looks like someone who's going to be an all-star. He looks like someone who's going to be solidified in their position in the NBA for the long term. So, seeing that game, I just saw another glance of that to gave me some more positive reassurance into that theory of mine. But this game was just, it, it, it never felt like this was going to slip away. It never felt like we were going to lose this game. It just felt like, all right, right, this one is dragging out a little bit longer than we expected. Julius Randle coming back into the game when we up 12 halfway through the fourth quarter, I'm just like, all right, I guess this is going to be another one of those games where we just have to stick, stick it out to the end. But, yeah, this game wasn't too exciting. Outside of the big lead.
0: Yeah, when I when I finally was able to watch, which was probably when it was a three-point game, because they went from, and I, I was like, how the hell are we only up four points, three points? Right. Yeah. <clears throat> and I was able to watch, and I was like, the execution ain't the best. Like, I, I don't know, I don't know, and, and maybe I shouldn't judge because by the time I got I started watching all of their worst basketball was behind them. But I was like, this, is there really any reason to give up 20, a 21 point lead to a G league team, essentially, when you are trying to clinch the fourth seed in playoffs. And I guess I should just be happy that, I guess I should just be happy that they executed when they needed to, but After watching the Charlotte Hornets game and the Spurs game and then how they finished the Lakers game, after all of these bad seasons, I just want to see them execute the way that I know that they can execute. And I think that's just what it is for me, is that I know that they can execute so much better than the way that they have. Over this last, this stretch of games were the most important stretch of games I don't even know if I should be able to say that because it seemed like every stretch was important leading up to now. Every every stretch of games was important in order for them to get here to be the fourth seed. But you're coming into the playoffs and you're trying to get into that playoff mode. And I feel like now you should be already you should already be at playoff mode. So I should not see the poor execution in the Lakers game, the poor execution in the Spurs game, the poor execution in the Hornets game, the poor execution in the Celtics game. You need to just wax these dudes. Let and they kinda did. Obi Toppin, Frank, and all these dudes came out in, in the Celtics game from what I could see.
1: Baggers can't
0: be choosers. Yeah, I guess not. I just Last would I just would have we
1: had twenty one wins like, we <laughs> and still now We have. Know, this team doesn't know what it means to be playoff. Yeah. Brand. They don't know what it they don't know what it means to be in the playoffs. Yeah. And they're gonna have I, to learn still. I, I, we, we i wanna, we get fooled I, easily thinking that this is a team that's just always been good, but this is their no. first time
0: at success. Yeah. I just I it's just want to I just want to see the their best version in the playoffs, and Whoa, the I way that. that they're executing, the way that they executed in this last stretch doesn't give me hope that we will, but maybe they will they have a whole week, maybe they're tired, maybe they have maybe they just need rest, maybe they don't want to expend all their energy against the Celtics, whatever the reason may be. I don't really have control over it, so we we just have to wait and see next week. You got anything else for the Celtics game? Knicks are the four seed. They will face the Atlanta Hawks in the first round no matter what. Their game games still being played, but that's it for us as far as the Knicks go.
1: I'm just more excited about having the four seed clinched, having home court in the playoffs. Bro. Against the Atlanta Hawks and not the Milwaukee
0: Bucks or the Miami Heat. When we came into this season, did you see 41 wins, 10 games over 500, fourth seed in the East, home court advantage in the first round? Did you see any of that? Finals MVP votes. I mean, it's not finals MVPs. MVP votes. He's not going to win it. But MVP votes for Julius Randle. All NBA votes. All NBA votes for Julius Randle. All-star team. All-star team for Julius Randle. Potential Rookie of the Year votes for Emmanuel Quickly? No, that's. Did you me. see Coach of the first Year team for Tom all Thibodeau?
1: First-team All-Rookie
0: Emmanuel Quickley. He better get first-team All-Rookie. I don't care. I just, uh, <sighs> there's some haters out there, yo. The, but Did you see any of this? I think Derrick Rose should get some six-man-of-the-year votes, but I don't think he's going to win.
1: I feel like he's the second-best six-man in the NBA behind Clarkson. But I feel like to start the year, I thought that if everything went perfectly right, if we got the best out of everybody, everybody improved, RJ improved to be a different type of player, Julius got traded for chips, (laughs) Uh, Emmanuel quickly and OB top show out to be stars. I'm thinking like... We could get like a good 30 wins, 29 wins. I'm thinking that's if everything goes right. Vegas had what? The projections at what? 22 wins?
0: 22. I I know that we had, I was listening to Macri earlier today. We had the lowest over under predictions in the league with that 21 wins. And
1: we damn near doubled that. Damn near doubled it. And we we, we had 20 more wins than we did last year. Which is Amazing. one of the biggest turnarounds in any franchise that hasn't had a huge overhauling roster change with All-Stars and stuff like that. Like, Boston Amazing. did that with when, when, when KG when when they traded for him, when he came for the Timberwolves. They was like a lottery team the first year. Amazing. And then they end up winning the championship the next year. So you Amazing. know what that means, right? You know what that means, right? What that mean? Big fifteen, anything is possible. <laughs> 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 oh,
0: as man. long as
1: Alfred Payne get
0: I forget what I was about to say to you, bro. Oh, you was gonna be like, my, "Yo, you know what? You my, always right." Shut up. Most improved player, <laughs> Julius Randle? or do you think it's nothing? Rj Rj Barrett getting that most improved?
1: Yeah, I think he'll get some votes. I don't think.
0: I think they both might have. A case for that. Most improved player. Uh, I think Julius Randle should win it, though. Was there any Knicks news this week besides us clinching the 4C, oh, clinching the playoffs? Mike
1: Breen is in the Hall of Fame. Okay. Mike Breen got inducted to the Hall of Fame yesterday. Legendary, iconic sportscaster. Always talking over the Knicks games with Clyde, so <laughs> I felt like that was a big deal.
0: Nothing else besides that, right? Marv Albert, another retired Hall of Famer, is going to retire. He used to he used to call Knicks games, I believe, yeah. back in the heyday, yeah. and before he got caught up in some stuff. We're not going to talk about that though. I Peyton uh,
1: yeah. is getting hate hate for uh, sitting on that edge of the bench in the crunch time minutes of the game. <laughs>
0: everybody hating on him right now. Oh, man, you know what? Uh, we're gonna here's how we're gonna close this out. We're gonna shout out everybody, all of the listeners that I know about. Okay, and I'm gonna start off with my boy Ray Sean, who I who's probably gonna to listen to this, and who said he sent me a message the other day. He said, "Yo, y'all hate over Payton," <laughs> and I said, <laughs> "Facts." <laughs> so shout out to Ray Sean. All right. I'm weak. <laughs> shout out to Uncle Ian, so who I know listens know, listens to this. Shout out to you.
1: Shout out to all the Sanders that's listening to this.
0: Shout out to Uncle Wayne, who apparently is listening to this. Shout out to our dad Ayaka. Who listens to this? Shout out right. to our mom, Nilda. Shout out to my cousin Chanel. Shout out to my aunt. Shout out to Auntie Alicia. Shout mm-hmm. out to Auntie Cheryl. Shout out to Auntie Kareen. Some of y'all are not listening, but I'm gonna shout y'all out anyway. Who else we got? Yo,
1: shout, shout out to out. Bill Gates. He's single now.
0: Shout, shout out to Bill Gates, I guess. Okay, He's single now. Shout Christ out to my worst. boy. Shout out to my boy Lavar, who occasionally listens to this. Shout out to uh, my to my hater Nets fans, you know Thomas, who doesn't listen to this, but you know he'll get a shout out too because I mentioned him because he was the dude who bet against me with the spread against the Knicks and lost with the Brooklyn Nets Knicks game. Gave me a twelve point spread. Out here, Nets suck. Um, <laughs> who? Shout out to Tanya, who uh, I supported her. Secrets direct link in one of the earlier podcasts.
1: Shout out to Christina. She braided my hair.
0: (laughs) Shout out to Jaya. Shout out to Jaya. I love her. Shout out to Lucas and Layla. (laughs) Yeah, they're not listening to this because they... All they know is, basketball, basketball. Yes, daddy's going to watch basketball. We're going to turn off your boopy and all that stuff. We're going to turn that off because daddy's got a Knicks game to watch. I taught Lucas that. You
1: know that, right? What? Basketball. Did you? Yeah, because he used to always point at this hoodie. And I'd be like, that's a basketball. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, basketball.
0: I don't know who, who I feel like I'm forgetting so many people, but anybody who's listening, if I ain't shout you out, we're going to shout you out in the next episode if y'all listen. And we thankful for y'all, everybody who listens. Oh, shout out to Nicole, my co-worker. She told me she listens.
1: Shout out to Quelly Jet. My little man just put it out of mixtape. Go listen to it. It's called Summertime Vibes. if you like rap or love. If you're in love right and you like rap, listen to it.
0: Shout out to Gotti B.,
1: Shout out to Gotti B. <laughs> intro music is fire. He got yeah. a uh, he got something coming out soon, but you can go listen to all his old music if you like the intro music. G A T T I B. Gotti B. Find him anyway. He's a little bit of a big deal.
0: I think that's uh, my brain don't work. It's been a long, long week, and it's so good that it concludes with the New York Knickerbockers clinching that fourth seed with a victory. And for the first time in a long time, I feel hope that is sustainable as a Knicks fan. Y'all don't understand if y'all not real Knicks fans and y'all just listening because we're here. Y'all don't understand that it has been over 20 years since the Knicks have assembled a squad that not only is good because they've had good Knicks teams over the last 20 years. Maybe two, but they've had them. But this is the only Knicks team that they've assembled that has a future, that has a baseline that is good and can improve. And there's hope for the future. There's hope that we can get more pieces to add on to what we already have as opposed to adding a piece to make us good. No, we're already good. And now we can add pieces to make us great. Now we can add pieces to make us championship contenders, but we have guys that are already here who we can hold on for as long, hold, hold on to for as long as possible, that is just going to sustain the momentum that we already have. Last time the Knicks were good, we had Carmelo Anthony, but we were only good because we had a bunch of, okay, wrong. I, I see you BX, and we it's because we surrounded him with veteran players who knew how to win, who could get us. Who can get us to the playoffs? Who could who can help us win? Most of those players were retired the next year, or hurt or whatever, and that was the last time we were good with that mellow team with and you knew it Jason had a, Kidd a, a and shelf Rasheed life. Wallace. Yeah, it had a shelf life. They did, if they didn't win that year, maybe they would win next year with the same players. But Jason Kidd, I think, retired after that year. Rasheed Wallace retired after that year. Kirk Thomas had he. I think he he tore his uh, he tore something in his foot in a game and finished that game off, and like we lost him and that that was like damn that that's a big loss for us. Him, uh, Kirk Thomas, Rasheed Wallace, Pablo Prigioni was part of that team. That like these are all thirty plus year old players, and it was that was Pregioni. a cool, that was a great great team full of veteran players. But you know that they were this was a flash in the pan. This was not going to come back. We were not going to see if they didn't win the championship that year, we probably weren't going to see the championship. Whereas this team, this team is mostly 26 years old and younger. There's no 30 year olds on this team outside of maybe Taj Gibson who could come back and still be good. Like, I, like if Taj Gibson comes back, I can see him playing the same way he did or even better next year. That cause he's just consistent. He's tough. He's not, but he's not about to retire. Yeah, he's not about to retire this season. Like he'll come back next year and be good. And outside of that, who are our oldest players? Reggie Bullock, still in that prime of his career. Julius Randle entering the prime of his career. R.J. Barrett, twenty years old. Emmanuel Quickly, twenty-two. Like this is a team that we can keep for four to five years easily. Yeah. We have some players that have been helping us: Derek Rose, Alec Burks. Alec Derek Rose, I think is thirty-one or something, thirty years old or 31. thirty-one, but he's not about to retire. He'll be back, and he'll be just as good as he is now, and he'll come back, or he might—he will probably most likely come back. Alec Burks,
1: 32.
0: like these guys are guys who can come back and can help us be better next year. And we can add to this group. And even if these guys don't come back, we can replace them and we'll still be good. You guys don't understand how key this roster, the way this roster is constructed, how key it is for the future of the New York Knicks franchise. we not going nowhere. we here. We're here. We are here. And we're not going nowhere. We're not just going to be in the playoffs this year. We're going to be in the playoffs next year. And we're probably going to be in the playoffs over the next three, four, five years. I trust the the leadership in this franchise. And it's so good to be a Knicks fan right now. And with that, I, I, I got nothing else. You got anything, French?
1: I haven't been a fan of a playoff team since I've been a Knicks fan. Every year that I've been a fan of the Knicks, they've been bad. So this is the first season that I get to enjoy winning basketball. And the fact that it's this season makes it, like, a really memorable season for me personally. This is a great team. Because this is a great team. This is Mm a team that you want to root for. This isn't a fluke. Mm -hmm. This isn't something that, like, even, like, when you compare the Knicks to other teams that made big improvements from last year, it's a difference. The Suns got Chris Paul. Hornets got LaMelo Ball. Like, people, like, Max Kellerman on ESPN and all of them, they, they they talk about the Knicks as if they like a scrappy young team that you want to be to look out on look lookout look out look out for in the future. Like that's the Hornets. That's not us. The Hornets is the young little scrappy team who's good at scoring. We the tough team. We the tough. We the team that's gonna make you earn every basket that you want to go out and get. You gonna have to earn every possession. You are gonna have to earn it. You gonna have to prove that you want this win more than us. That's the difference. The other teams don't got that. Other teams don't have that aura. Other teams don't have that reputation about them outside of their fan base. When you hear other players talk about the Knicks this year, they're talking about, oh, that's the best defensive team in the NBA. Them dudes just tough to play against. They don't take no possessions off. And it feels good to know that other teams respect your team and, See the same see, see the same things that you see when you watch this team. Like you see this team is tough. You see that this team is not going to be overlooked when they going against a team. Now you see that teams are going to be like you see how LeBron didn't want to come back against us. <laughs> He's like Nah, the Knicks is too tough. I, I ain't trying to be working hard on my first game back. We like, didn't even
0: speak on that. They was hurting. That, that Lakers team was hurting, hurting after that game. AD was limping. It was like, this is a tough team. Tough. Tough. You got to
1: beat us. You ain't going to just stumble into the win against the Knicks. You're going to have to beat us. You could beat the Grizzlies. You could beat the the, the Hornets. You could beat all these other teams that made drastic improvements because they got better talent. But when you want to talk about who's coach of the year, you know who got that locked up. You know who got that locked up because no other team. Nate McMillan? (laughs) Please. Please. (laughs) Tom Thibodeau. No, Tibbs is getting that because the 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 roster from last year compared to this year is the same minus two three players. Yeah, we spoke instead on of that. Bobby Portis, we got Emmanuel Quick. No, let I me mean, let me stick to position. Instead of Bobby Portis, we got Obi Toppin. Right, Nerlens Noel. Instead of Marcus Morris, we got Nerlens Noel. Instead of David Fisdale. Instead, instead of, of David Fisdale, we, we have Tom Bowles. <laughs> instead of Dennis Smith, we got Derek Rose. Instead don't, of Ignis Bryz Don't we don't got, ignore
0: don't ignore my instead of David Fisdale, we got Tom Thibodeau. All right, go ahead. <laughs>
1: Cause uh, this just makes it like Tibbs made Fizz bad. He took the same team and got essentially forty one wins. Man, forty one, you heard? Forty one <laughs> wins this season. Knicks is here. They're here to stay. You heard? Let's get straight to it. Right, second round is not the is not the ceiling for this team this year.
0: New York Knicks at Philly, second round. Anyway, New York Knicks <laughs> on thing. We're not
1: playing, man. All
0: right. I I think we ran out I love of that shit. commercial. <laughs> <laughs> I think we ran out of shit to say, but I'm just so thankful and grateful, and we're gonna have we gonna we gonna be here for the whole playoffs. We are gonna Record every week. Still, we're gonna we're trying to figure out whether we're gonna do a season recap or whether we're gonna do a playoff preview. We'll be talking about that one of those two things or both of those things next week. And uh, who life is good. I said at the beginning, and life is still good. Life is good when you're a Knicks fan.
1: It's good at the top.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, y'all. Thank y'all for listening. We love y'all.
1: Peace. Yeah. What?
0: That intro music was Broadway Boom by Gotti B, formerly known as Bugatti Blade. You can find us on Twitter at The Next Take. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Thank you for listening.